Sailor Moon's silver crystal's the same stone. Shouldn't it work? Huh? It didn't work against Prince Diamond, but maybe it can awaken Queen Serenity, you think? Give it a try. Yeah, go for it. Come on, Sailor Moon, give it a whirl. Okay. Moon Podcast Escalation! is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much and today we are going to be watching sailor moon r episode 84 wise man's evil hand chibiusa disappears something of a spotlight episode for jordan's favorite character usagi small lady serenity aka chibiusa ah really and in order to help us do that, we have a very special guest, a friend of the show, and a friend of mine, and I guess probably a friend of Jordan's at this point. Yeah. You consider so. yourself a friend of Jordan's? Yeah. Yay. No, Jordan, you have trouble with new people. Do you consider Shannon a friend? Yes. We No, we discussed this on Twitter after that episode came out. She agrees with me. She understands yeah. where I'm coming from. I hate meeting new people, but yeah. I love knowing people. Yeah, exactly. So Shannon Maynard is here, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Hello, guys. Now, you, of course, know Shannon from her previous appearances on the show, but also as a a fantastic artist who has drawn a lot of really cool art on the show. Uh, Thank you. And also, like, a lot of really cool Pokemon art that you can see if you go to her her Twitter and Tumblr, as well as just other generally good pieces of art. Thank you. And you know know what we barely talked about in last week's episode? Archer. Oh, yeah. I'm not caught up, but uh, my wife and I binged, uh, like, two seasons worth recently. We, we, the, the two previous seasons we binged, like, over the last couple of months. And it's so good. I'm so sad that I didn't keep up with it uh, all the time. Uh, I need to catch up. I gotta wait for the... It's on, what, 7 now, right? I have to wait uh, yeah, for 7. Yeah, 7 just aired on TV, and I think 6 got put up on Netflix just before 7. Right, right. Yeah, so we watched See, 6. See, I'm, I'm a cord cutter, so I gotta watch it on the Netflix. That's okay. We're about to cut the cord, too. Oh, there you go. Uh, I guess we should clarify, Shannon. You work on Archer. Yeah. Yes, I am a, I'm the character designer for Archer. Uh, yeah, I would. I would see your name almost every episode because I'll tell you, there are not a lot of shows that I watch the opening and closing credits for. But that show has such the opening of that show rules. Yeah, like okay. flat out rules. Like I all love it a lot. And then the the music at the end is awesome as well. So I tend to watch the opening and closing of that every time. I just I watch the end credits so I can be egotistical and just keep pointing at it and be like, "Hey, look, that's me." <laughs> every once in a while, I have to remember. I'm like, "This is your life now, Shannon. This is what you do. Just remember it." <laughs> so, uh, Shannon, you've been on the show before. We've gone over your history with Sailor Moon. We've seen. Have you been back on the show since we? Talked about your childhood uh, Sailor Scout OCs? No. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, do I still have it? Oh, they're so great, though. I think, we, dr- I think we discussed them on the show. Yeah, I remember because I emailed them to you guys. Oh, yeah. Did you, oh, yes, did you, you redraw did. any of them? No, but oh. I should. Yeah, you totally. absolutely should. Listen, <laughs> we'll put them on a t-shirt oh, God, in a heartbeat. No. We're not putting Sailor Tails on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Real quick, Jordan, do you have any new Sailor Moon developments to talk about this week? Uh, since last week? Yeah. Not off the top of my head. No. <laughs> no is the answer. Uh, well, I just want to point out, if you like Sailor Business, but you find the wait between episodes to be interminable the, the entire week, uh, then I should say uh, I just started listening to another Sailor Moon podcast, the Love and Justice podcast, which is very, very fun uh, and, and takes a, a slightly different uh, uh, run at the uh, a slightly different path to discussing Sailor Moon than we do. I listened to, I, I think the the earliest episode that was available on on iTunes was like episode three, so I missed out on the first two. But uh, very, very fun. Definitely check them out. And uh, they're on Twitter as well at, at LNJ Podcast, I think. Now, I, I, I will admit I have not listened to it. What do you mean by they take a different run at it? Where, like, what's... Well, uh, they talk about... Uh, at least in the episode that I listened to, because uh, I've only had time to listen to one, I just started it. They talk about the events of the the manga. It, it, I, I think they go through manga order and then talk about how it's been adapted into different forms. So they'll talk about like uh, the, they talked about Tuxedo Melvin in the episode <laughs> I just listened to. So that's obviously one you want to check out sure. and talked about the different ways that that idea was used in the the anime, in the manga. Just some very, very fun discussions I am very into that. So I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, and uh, listen, I don't like. I don't want to put anybody on the spot, obviously, but uh, maybe maybe a crossover is in order. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll see about uh, when we move into the third season of Sailor Business. Getting into that, I think it would be fun if if they're up for it. Let's hope. I'm Let's very hope. excited for you guys to get into S. That's my favorite anime season. I'm pretty excited about it as well, because that's uncharted territory for me. <laughs> yeah, all my favorite scouts outside of Jupiter are the outer scouts, so anytime they're showing up, that's when I'm at my happiest. Is that when Moon Cosmic Power comes in? Yes, I believe that's cosmic. That's the that's our that's our theme song, so that'll be exciting to get to hear that song all the time. Can well can I tell you? I actually use not my version of it, but the real version of, of Moon Cosmic Power, the 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 soundtrack version is my uh, wake up alarm every day. Mine's so, Moon Pride. Nice. Moon Pride is really good. It's such a good song to wake up to. It gets you so pumped. So, uh, Shannon, mm-hmm. I am currently looking at a zip file that has so many Sailor Scout OCs. <laughs> oh, and the, the, the question I have for you, you know, I don't, I don't think we need to go through all of them. Because <laughs> there are, like, <laughs> 15. Look, I had a lot of time on my hands when I was a wee baby. Which, which three do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Sailor Zebra? Oh, I remember Zebra. Hold on, I have to find the. I have to yeah, find the Celestial Scouts. I've got them too. I've got them too. Yeah, we we have we have you know Sailor Swan, Sailor Rainbow, Sailor Tigress, Sailor Sun is up in here. I think I also posted these on my Twitter, but I talk a lot on Twitter, so no one's ever gonna find those unless you go through a lot of my images. We Let's... really need to. We really need to put together the Sailor Business Art <laughs> Repository, this the one, Art Library. This count? Uh, I mean, like, well, I mean, that's up to Shannon. I could let it count. Is Sailor Luna Luna? No, I think I was just, like, even before Sailor Moon, I just really liked the, like, just the icons of the sun and moon stuff. So whenever I could, I'd try to name stuff Luna because I just thought it sounded cool because moons are cool, apparently. And that's why I got into Sailor Moon as a kid. I was like, there's moons everywhere. This girl's kicking monsters. I like this. Nice. So I don't think that's actually Luna. I think she's just literally based off the moon, but not Sailor Moon. Look, I can well, only it's... get so creative. 
Okay. Now, is, is that a is that a thing that you you used to do, Shannon Maynard? I haven't made a Sailor Moon OC probably since these. <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't made a Sailor Moon OC, but you definitely. I know your Pokemon trainers' names. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Look. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll allow it. Okay, so I want to know about Sailor Pink Flamingo. <laughs> so in this image, there's two people: Sailor Pink Flamingo, who is tiny, and a guy and named Neo. A guy named Neo. Is are they connected in any way? I think that's the. What is going on with his hair? <laughs> it's it's big. He has antennae. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, I had watched The Matrix because I thought that name sounded cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I have no idea what's going on here. I think that's the tuxedo mask, probably, because there's always, I don't know, maybe. I assume since it's the one dude, it's probably the tuxedo mask. And apparently Sailor Pink Flamingo's other name is Chia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet baby me, what are you doing? Uh, The the one I really want to talk about is Sailor Foxen. Oh, (laughs) Who I has like two fox tails? I like that she's foxed instead of just fox. Yes. Yeah. Just trying to make it sound cooler. Yeah. And her real now, name is Melanie Connum. You, the, the pages that you, these are all drawn on notebook paper. Yeah. Uh, and you, you scan these pages, and I can see that there is writing on the back of each sheet. <laughs> so my yeah. question is, are there like extended bios on the back of these pages? Probably. I remember uh, back in October, I, there was like OC October, and I took it. I just went and found old characters I made up as a kid and redrew them. And I did another set of Sailor Scouts that were called the Z Scouts because they were from like another dimension, <laughs> but it was all the same planets. Because again, I can't get too creative. So it'd be like Sailor Moon Z, Sailor Mars Z. And when I redid all those, I found all the papers, and there was definitely biographies on the back. But I wasn't very good at spelling, so I couldn't read what happened. Said so, oh. I'm sure there is. Uh, there's probably biographies on the back of this that are just unreadable. Amazing. Uh, I, I gotta say, young young Shannon was really into halter tops. Oh yeah, look, it's Lo- the nineties. A lot of belly buttons on these oh. uh, on these sailor scouts. Oh, yeah. My favorite. I said almost all of them. I'm looking at one of the group shots, and it's there's like two of them whose bellies are covered. I think my favorite one is Sailor Angel because she is Sendel from Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. That's that's all the ones we're going to talk about right now. Uh, I will say uh, I love these OCs. I love that you made Sailor Moon OCs. I think it is great that people made their own Sailor Scouts. That's delightful. Uh, but yes, the I thumbs up to the sailor to the celestial scouts. <laughs> and I look, you do so much great art for the show that I do not like. I don't want to assign homework or anything. I'm just saying, like, if you decided to draw Sailor Fox in, like in in the style of your art now, I would certainly, I would certainly want to see it. <laughs> it, nice. it may happen. Who knows? Awesome. All right, you want to you want to do a couple emails before we uh, before we get into this? Yeah, we got some good email. Yeah, we, we've got we've gotten a lot of emails. We've got look, we do not need any more emails about why Chibiusa is nine hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> People have explained it so many times, but you know what? Keep sending us email about whatever you want. It's fine. I'll read them. Uh, we got an email. This is from uh, Katarina. 
who says, hello to the Sailor Business crew. I've been meaning to ask you this for a while now. You've talked about fanfic a lot on your podcast, but mostly recent fic. There were some gems back in the late 90s and early 2000s, but they're harder and harder to find these days. Did you read any fanfic back in the day or fanfic from back in the day? And if so, which ones and what were your thoughts on them? I also wanted to make a recommendation for a fic I think you'll like, especially given Jordan's evolving relationship with Rini slash Chibiusa, just in case you haven't read it. It's called Tacky Yellow No Name and involves Zoicide and Kunzite coming back from the dead during season two, with lesser known Negaverse generals wanting revenge on them for various things. It also involves a quest for Hagen Dazs, a loose screw, and cotton candy. Uh, the fic is hard to find these days, but it does exist in its entirety on a Google group, which is publicly accessible as I'm writing this. Uh, and then Katarina has provided a link. Oh. Uh, which you can read, Jordan. You now right. have homework. And Katarina then says, thanks and keep up the awesome work both on the podcast and on X-Men 92. Uh, thanks, Kat. That was a, a great, uh, great question. Jordan, th- you, you were, you were more into online Sailor Moon fandom than I was oh, in yeah. the 90s. Sure. Um, I so, never got hugely into the fan fiction. I, like I would see that it existed, and I, I probably read some at some points, but I never got super into it. It was, it was more into I, again. I was more into the uh, the AVI trading of like transformations and stuff, which again we had to download for like twelve hours for a thirty second clip. Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> and then we would uh, like li- we would literally, and then we would do the thing where uh, so one of us would download them, me and my friends. And then we would zip them across multiple floppy disks. Do you remember that? <laughs> so we'd bring in like a stack of three and a half or three and a quarter inch uh, disks and then be like, look, this has like Sailor Pluto on it. It's like, what? It was I'm young enough that we were doing it on CDs, but I definitely remember sitting in like Napster, Kazaa, LimeWire, just watching Sailor Moon Stars and like all the manga download and just putting it on tons of CDs to hand it out to my friends because I was like, my dad worked in technology, so we had a one. We had two computers, and we had good internet. So all my friends were just like, "Oh, can, can you get me all that Sailor Moon stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> want to know about Sailor Uranus? I'll tell you about Sailor Uranus. Here's her so transformation." Cool. <laughs> so Shannon, were you ever? Did you ever get into the the fan fiction? Yeah, I've never sounded older <laughs> than when I said, "Did you get into the fan fiction?" <laughs> yeah, I read some here and there. Be an awfully cagey, awfully cagey <laughs> manner. Awfully okay. Um, Look, I'm I was saying, there's weird fan fiction out there. <laughs> yeah, I um, I never read like a lot of Sailor Moon fan fiction. I did read a little bit. the The fan fiction that I was into was into Mystery Science Theater fan fiction. Do you mean which was? It would be yeah. commentary on other fan fiction. Yes, exactly. It would be they would they oh would take God. fan fiction and then they would in character write jokes about the fan fiction between the lines of their regular fan fiction. When you say in character, do you mean of the Mystery Science Theater characters? Yeah, so it would be like, you know, it would be structured like an episode of Mystery Science Theater where you'd have like Mike and the or Joel and the bots and they'd do like an intro and then, you know, the Mads would send them a fanfic to read. Wow. And then they would have like, you know, like it would be like the fanfic written prose style with with paragraphs, and then between the lines would be script style the jokes Listen, about what was going on. That sounds hilarious. All I'm saying yeah. is, and you give me shit about my Sailor Moon picture show. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I like honestly, it's so meta textual, and it's so like it's the perfect way to write fanfiction about mystery science theater. Sure, of course. <laughs> like I like I still have a lot of affection for that. Like as you as you can tell, because my entire career was based on making fun of old comic books online. 
I do remember one that was a crossover between Daria and Sailor Moon, where Daria became the new Sailor Mercury and then killed a man. Wow. Yeah, that one was weird. <laughs> it's not fan fiction, but when I was a kid, me and my friends had a game that we would play. Like, when we'd just, like, be running around outside where we'd combine Sailor Scouts, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon. Because it was just one of those, we don't know what we want to play. Let's just play all of it. So we would all pick a Sailor Scout. And then you'd have to pick a Z fighter that would be your boyfriend, and then you'd have a team of Pokemon, and then we'd just go on adventures. Nice. All right. Um, who would you play? Who was your boyfriend? Huh? Oh, I was Sailor Jupiter, and I think my boyfriend was Vegeta, and I used all electric Pokemon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, perfect. Makes perfect sense to me. My friend Kimberly was Mars, and she was dating Krillin, and she used all fire Pokemon. And my friend Angela was Sailor Mercury with Tien, and she had all ice types. And she had a big rock in her backyard that she would pretend was Lapras. <laughs> well, that Thanks. is delightful. Guys, I'm really cool. <laughs> we have an email from Eric uh, who says, a fan of the podcast, but never wrote in before. I was the creator, Photoshopper, of the Ami Burger Time Sailor Mercury Manip photo a friend fo- posted on uh, your feed a while back. After Tennis Ball Sailor Moon, I simply had to do it. Anyway, the arms above your head dum de dum pose, shingoing is an anime staple. I always thought it was uh, just a Japan thing years ago, as I've seen it a bunch in animation. In particular, Makoto, as maybe she seems to be more laid back than the others. In both Super Famicom beat-em-up games, uh, Final Fight Clones, which I have played, I've actually played one of the Sailor Moon side-scrolling beat-em-up games, Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon R, uh, Jupiter, when you aren't doing anything, reverts to the shingoing pose until you move again. The girls in the game each have their own waiting around pose, too. In particular, Ray's is hilarious as she crosses her arms and taps her foot and stares at the player with an angry expression, as if to say, hurry up, you dweezel. Uh, <laughs> and then Eric included a couple of screenshots of uh, Sailor Jupiter shingoing in, in the world of video games. That's awesome. Let's see. I, I think that's all the, the recent emails that we've gotten. If we haven't talked about your email on the air, rest assured, I have read it. But uh, I always forget the email address exists. <laughs> do you want to uh, do a couple of twitters? Yeah, let's do let's do a let's do a Twitter. Shannon, you good? Do you want to do a Twitter? Yeah, sure. We can do some twitters. Let's do a tweet. Here's one uh, that perhaps you guys can answer because I've fallen off. Ali Brinken asks: So Sailor Business, Shine Aqua Illusion is one of the best attacks on the show, but does it hold up in Sailor Moon Drops? I only use Usagi in Sailor Moon Drops. What? I just got Jupiter, so I'm only using Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> so you never so Chris but you go on about how great Mercury is uh, yeah she is great but uh, I Sailor Moon was the first one I leveled up and it turns out that her uh, power is way more useful than anyone else's yeah hers is the best even better than her than Amy's study power uh, okay well I don't have I don't have uh, Ami Mizuno leveled up like I, Sailor Moon was the first one I leveled up all the way so I have access to her top tier power oh. uh, I have not leveled up Ami Mizuno so I don't know what her what her advanced power does but uh, I'm, I'm working on the level up event right now uh, I will say Sailor Moon drops got real hard on me it got real hard for me immediately because I'm very bad at these games I I'm like pretty good at like goofy little match three uh, bullshit phone games <laughs> But this one is like a nightmare. I was literally a month and a half trying to do one stage, and I didn't beat it. I just gave up. Yeah. Oh, like a, wow. That's basically all I do is I get stuck, and then I get unstuck, and then immediately get stuck again. And then like two months later, I'm like, oh, thank God. I can keep going. 
Yeah, like I think Aww. there's a lot of there's an element of luck to it because it, it like it's it's you gotta get the you gotta get the good drops. Yeah, I got that's the name. I got all cocky because I was like, oh, I'm good at Pokemon Shuffle. I could do this. Pokemon Shuffle is for babies. Sailor drops <laughs> is really hard. Okay, um, Daniel, the historian, asks a related question. So Sailor Moon drops has the worst tux- version of Tuxedo Mask, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. one who charges you money to help you in a fight. <laughs> And just the way he stands there and stares at you, too. He's like, I know you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Tuxedo Mask charges you real, actual human money. Oh, humans I enjoy money. For Usagi's birthday, I just got 10 free gems, and he keeps showing up. I was like, I'm not giving you any of these gems. Not till I really need it. Get out of here. Oh, he'll, show, he'll show up if you don't have any gems. Yeah. Oh, he'll be like, no. hey, do you want to spend some real human money on this? And I'll be like, no. Like I said, I'm terrible at this game, so I see him a lot. <laughs> David Chase asks us, just found out that the 90s Artemis is the same voice as the 90s Morph in X-Men. Do I sense a reference in an upcoming X-Men 92? As X-Men 92 is similar to but legally distinct from anything that would be involving uh, this character Morph, uh, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting to know. Yeah, I didn't know they were the same voice. That's pretty funny. Which uh, 90s X-Men voice actors would you cast as the Sailor Scouts, Jordan? Not technically a crossover question. This is a voice acting question. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, But to be honest with you, I don't remember the voices of the cartoon well enough. It's been so long since I've seen it. Serena, get serious. I want the voice of Mr. Sinister to be everyone. (laughs) Crossover questions are banned, says that guy. Yes, Yes, they're banned. So, which... So, which 90s band would make the best special guest on Sailor Moon, a la the Flaming Lips and the Toadies in X-Men 92? Okay, okay, that's, look, that's fair. That's not a crossover question. That's a guest star question. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I feel like the obvious answer would be a Japanese band that we don't know because we don't know Japanese 90s pop. (laughs) So, let's imagine if we could just use American ones, I would say. I know uh, 90s Japanese metal, if that helps. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I used so to listen Jupiter to a lot of J-Rock. So who, who would you pick then, Shannon? Oh, God. My answer is going to be really biased and just be Deering Gray and Malice Miser, because they're my favorite from the 90s. And I guess early 2000s. There I you mean, go. like, like I like, I mean, I, I wouldn't enjoy it, but I feel like in the actual time period, if they were listening to American stuff, they would like the new kids on the block. Well, uh, the the number one musical artist of 1992, because obviously this has to be a Jedi plan, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> obviously it is Jedi getting people involved. Uh, it was Boys to Men. Oh, really? And I think Boys to Men would be an amazing Sailor Moon guest star. Oh my god, it would be. Uh, like Humans you. are really into, <laughs> into Boys to Men these days. Let's see. Yeah, number one songs of 1992. Oh, Michael Jackson's Black or White. Obviously, right said Fred's I'm too sexy. <laughs> Sailor Moon pop into that. That'd be great. Uh Save the Best for Last. Jump. Baby Got Back. And then yeah, end of the road. And the year ends uh, with I Will Always Love You. Sir Mix a Lot, I think, would be very inappropriate. No, yeah, yeah. don't put Sir Mix a Lot on Sailor Moon. You're right. Probably out of these, the best one would be Boys to Men. Although actually at the beginning in January, you also have All for Love by Color Me Bad, which is pretty ridiculously stupid of a song. There's a... I could absolutely see that being played on an episode of Sailor Moon, though. Oh, girl, I think I love you. I'm always thinking of you. I want you to know I do it all for love. 
What? Jordan, how are you not singing that right now? <laughs> I could have been, but I'm just saying it's like the dumbest lyrics in the world. I just wanted to emphasize right. how dumb they were. All right, hit, hit me. Sing it a little bit. Give me a little, give me a little bit of the give me a little bit of that flavor. Oh girl, I think I love you. I'm always thinking of you. I want you to know I do it all for oh, love. For love. Yep. Can you do the rest of the podcast like that? <laughs> Oh, wait, I think the next line, wait, isn't the next line is something like, it's like, oh, girl, when when we're together, no, it's something like, I need you forever, and when and something about when we're together. Again, it's like the simplest, dumbest rhymes that say nothing. <laughs> and he does all of those things for love. Great. I, you of- know what? I'm always thinking of you all for love. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more Japanese bands that were around in the 90s, and everything I'm thinking of is in the late 90s. But I did remember Larkin CL was in the early 90s, and that's like a pop band filled with cute boys, and I feel like they'd be very into that. Yeah, and they they were big, right? Because I I have heard of them. Yeah, they're still around, I think. Yeah. I might be wrong. (laughs) I'm sure someone will tell me. We'll find it. We'll get email. (laughs) I'm just going to start saying a bunch of false facts and just (laughs) fill up your guys' facts. Yeah, we would we would never know. We'd be like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> All right, one more, one more, uh, one more tweet, and then we'll we'll hit the episode. Okay, uh, Julia asks, when do you think Usagi tells her Earth family about the whole Sailor Moon thing? After high school? After she's queen? It would be weird if she waited until after she was queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a real funny question, I, which I've never thought of before. But yeah, it's like. That's going to that's gonna be an awkward conversation. Somewhere I saw some really cute fan art of someone drawing an older version of her family with her when she's Neo Queen Serenity, and it was really cute. <laughs> now, had they like, aged, or were they, fr- were they frozen in time? I guess they were going the manga route where, like, her powers hadn't set in yet, so they were still kind of aging. So, like, Shingo was, like, 18, and, like, mo- mom and dad were just, like, kind of older. It was just really sweet. Okay, look. I fully believe that Shingo is Rubius. What? No, it's not true. That was a that kind ridiculous of joke. joke on the show. I fully believe it now. <laughs> I absolutely he grew up on Nemesis. fully believe it. He grew up on planet Nemesis. He, he evolved Rubius there. didn't? Yeah, the whole clan did. No, no, Rubius, yes. is, Rubius is Shingo. No. <laughs> it makes so much sense. And and Katsy is a cat that evolved into a person, and Birdie is Sounds a bird that evolved into Sounds a person. Sounds good. And so, Avery so and Prism were a prism, and then Avery. And an Avery. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about this episode of Sailor Moon. <laughs> okay. All right, we're uh, watching episode 84, Wise Man's Evil Hand, Chibiusa Disappears. We haven't said it in a while, but you can watch these... Uh, on the DVDs that are out from Viz or on uh, on Hulu at hulu.com slash sailor dash moon if you want to catch up. I watch it. Yeah, because you are not dedicated enough to buy the DVDs. <laughs> uh, well, because because if I was going to buy something, I'd buy the Blu-rays and then everybody goes, the Blu-rays suck. And I'm like, oh. Uh, I have the Blu-rays. They're not that bad. They're just overpriced. So I wait for them to go down in price and then I use Amazon points. Oh, okay. Physical media is going to be here forever, man. Oh, shut up. Don't make me sad about how many times I've bought things that are going to be worthless. <laughs> As someone who was buying Sailor Moon DVDs like in the 2000s, I'm just really happy I can actually easily buy these. <laughs> That's true. That's they true. were so hard to find. Okay, Chris. Yes. Deke producer hat. As okay. in put, put yours on. What do you okay, call this on. episode? 
What do I call this episode? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what's why is Wise Man so called Wise Man in, in the American dub? Yes, but his name's not in it. <laughs> I guess Canadian dub is what we should call that. Yes, yes, North American dub. Let's see. Uh, Rini's big secret. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, that happens. No, <laughs> not at all. It okay. has nothing to do with Rini or anything that she does in this episode. Well. Okay, because that's kind of the big reveal in this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's focusing on the other big thing that happens in this episode. Okay, well, what is it? Jealousy's Just Reward. Ah, okay. Okay, that's I would have never gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> These are some tough ones. We'll see about next episode. We only have one, two, three, four, five more Deke titles to go. So, Wait, do we not get uh, new titles for when they do S? Nope. They use the real wow. titles. Okay. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because it's not once when, when you move to S, it's not Deke doing it anymore. It's it's Cloverleaf, which is um the same, which is Viz. It's just the the other countries' branches of of Viz. So they're doing it themselves. So they don't change nearly as much. They also don't. They use all of the real uh, soundtrack music as well, uh, except for probably some of the songs. Yeah. It's it, it's it's all different. Wow. Okay. That's I think it's Clover Way. Clover Way. Uh, yes, you're right. Cloverleaf is a thing. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Of. I'm thinking yeah. of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> okay. So uh, we open this episode. Do, do I need to? Okay. I'm not going to do the recap, but I do want to just so everybody knows where we're at. Uh, the last episode, everybody went and learned a lot about Crystal Tokyo. Uh, they learned that uh, Chibiusa is Usagi and Memoru's child from the future. They learned that. Uh, in the future, Usagi is Neo Queen Serenity, and she is currently asleep in some crystals. A lot of people sleeping in crystals in this show. So much crystal sleepiness. Crystal sleepiness. Uh, so much sleepy crystals. And uh, oh yeah, we didn't. Learned... You know what? We you you skipped that whole part last episode. That that was the part that we skipped. That the scouts crystallized her in order to save her from an attack. Yeah, it didn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> No one cares about the major details about our protagonist in this Sailor Moon recap podcast. Okay. Sure. We learned that uh, Demand is a creep who wants to marry, I guess? He just wants uh, to have her. He just wants to have her. He wants to possess yeah. uh, Sailor Moon slash Neo Queen Trinity. Oh, and you know, and so what now, we didn't even talk about, about that is that he wanted to possess her so badly, he didn't even do. He's an idiot, basically. Like, her silver crystal was just sitting there on the bed. And supposedly, that's, like, the big thing he wants to get. He could have just been like, well, while she's asleep and I change her clothes for her, I'll just take the thing that is the ultimate goal of our entire attack. Well, yeah, that's why Saphir was getting all mad at him, because he kind of, he is an idiot, and he did forget his whole mission, because he was just like, I got a hot lady. I want this. Well, everyone else is like, dude, it's right there. It's right there. Sorry, go back, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, so we open on Nemesis. In uh, Prince Demond's command center, <laughs> I guess, sure. uh, he, he, where he has this weird pillar of green light. Uh, he teleports in with Saphir and Esmeralda, and he starts talking about the malefic black crystal, which we've heard of before, right? We have heard of the malefic Tons. black crystal. Tons. Yes. Uh, last but episode, it's really... the thing that was was stopping her from from changing into Sailor Moon. Right, like we've never really gone in depth into what the Malefic Black Crystal is or what it does. So that's we're going to get some of that in this episode. And they're like, yeah, guess what, everybody? It's time to invade Earth again <laughs> because nothing has changed. 
I don't know why it's time to invade Earth again, because now they have to deal with twice the Sailor Scouts, but their demand is gearing up for it. And so this is where Saphir goes, hey, why are we doing this? <laughs> this is dumb. You're dumb. I hate everything. Just we tried to change history and it's dumb and I hate it. And so Demond throws him against the wall. <laughs> Ow. And then he obsesses over his his his, his lady crush again. Yes. Because he has a big crush. egg. <laughs> he has a big egg with a picture of uh Neo Queen Serenity in it. You know, like you do. Like it's normal. Totally normal to have a big crush egg, right? Crush egg. <laughs> Why do all villains only stay in places where it's just columns and holograms? It's very fashionable <laughs> in the future. And in the Dark Kingdom as well, because that's what Beryl had. And in the, and in the past. Yeah. <laughs> fashionable everywhere, but right now. <laughs> I have a hard time thinking this is going to have a happy ending. Like, I'm sure it will. And again, I know it does, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does, Jordan. I know. I just... I just Spoiler, spoilers for everybody. I just... <laughs> but like... The good guys are going to win, but they keep re-emphasizing how dead everything is. Yeah, I, I get your point. So I, I mean, I, like, you're expecting like a No Country for Old Men ending? Or just... I have never seen that actually. Uh, well, then never mind. I won't discuss the ending of this movie you haven't seen. Yeah, don't don't spoil that ten year old film. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, but uh, no, I just in this in the fact that like, okay, look, obviously, I, I've I've seen it all before, and I just don't remember it very well. Like, I know, obviously, everything's going to work out. They're going to beat the Black Moon Kingdom. But at this point, I'm just like, okay, the queen wakes up. That'll be nice. And she'll be like, well, everybody around is pretty dead. Yeah, I mean, like, Crystal Tokyo is a smoking <laughs> yeah. crater full of dead bodies is the problem. Yeah. Which is very easy to forget when Chibi is just like, I don't like thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, this, this this episode opens with the scouts sitting around and being like, it's really quiet. I think everybody's dead, aren't they? And it's like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the show gets heavy sometimes. I like that when they're talking about that, they're like, why is Chibi Yusa so sad? We're just standing in her dead home world. <laughs> <laughs> We're just standing in the ruins of everything she's ever known. Yeah. Literally everyone around us is dead and her parents can't do anything. Why is this kid so sad? What a crybaby. <laughs> So, uh, so they're about to go and rescue Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon when Endymion shows up again and goes, oh, by the way, I'm a ghost, but I can operate machines. Boop. By the way, I'm a ghost hologram, uh, but, you know, sometimes you can touch me, sometimes you can't. It's whatever. <laughs> and he turns on the screen, which apparently shows them right outside the door, because one second later, they actually just walk in. And they're All right, can we, can we talk about this computer? Yes. <laughs> Uh, this computer is made of crystals. The, the the keyboard is just like unlabeled geodes. <laughs> They're yeah. really committed to this crystal aesthetic. Aesthetic. Maybe it's telepathic. So uh, you just grab I mean, onto a crystal and it knows what you want. I think that is literally the only answer that we could possibly have for this. <laughs> and so they put a bazillion crystals. So it's like literally just grab whatever one you you like. It's fine. Oh, uh, Sailor Moon has changed clothes since last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's back in her her uniform, so she has transformed. So she's been, she got her powers back, uh, although she is limping for some reason. She's uh, pretty exhausted from the whole thing. The scouts are reunited, and immediately Usagi's like, "Oh God, it's so it's so good to see you. I was so worried about everybody." And immediately Mars is like, "Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> pull it to, pull it together, Serena. You just can't count on her." 
<laughs> oh no! Bunch of jerks. Bunch of bunch of sailor jerks. So again, then we get to go find out, go focus again on the uh, the queen, and she is sleeping peacefully in her crystal shell. Now, but now they're seeing her for real instead of just seeing a hologram representation of her. They're like, oh man, this is such a bummer. Like, Rini's like, oh mommy, please wake up. So here's what I want to know about the whole thing of the scouts crystallizing their queen. How the fuck did they do that? <laughs> like, wh- what? where did this power come from? And where did this power come from that they don't know how to undo it? They're <laughs> like, oh, I- I'm pretty sure we can just turn her into a crystal for no reason. Can we undo it? No, no. But let's do it anyway. It's the best plan we've got. What? Well, look, this show has a long history of just having the scouts get new superpowers when they need them. But but crystallize a person for protection? Yeah, look, is that is that less believable than, oh, hey, we got to use Sailor Planet power, that power that we have and we've had all this time and we never talk about, but we totally have it? Or like Sailor Teleport, or sometimes they can fly? Like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, protective crystals make more sense. Except that they don't know how to undo them. Well, they're not. Look, the, these scouts are from the future. It would no. The scouts from the future don't know how to undo it either, or else they would undo it. No, does the scouts from the future may know how to do it, but they're busy. Oh, they're too <laughs> busy. Like, and Deviant's ghost can't go down there and go. Uh, the world is fucked unless you wake her up. Just so you know. Yeah. Well, they have to maintain the force field, or else it's <laughs> fucked anyway. And have somebody bring. It's like you haven't watched the show. Have somebody bring the. The crystal lady down to the... The crystal lady? Yes, the queen, down to the (laughs) place where they're plugged into the force field and have them do it down there. All I'm saying is, it doesn't... It's just... It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I can tell you how it goes down in the manga, and it kind of makes a tiny bit more sense, because when the explosion goes off, what saves Neo Queen Serenity is the Silver Millennium Crystal, so it's the crystal that reacts and encases her in crystal. Which that makes, makes more sense, absolutely. Yeah, and that way everyone else is hit with a blast, so the four scouts are in the same shape as King and Demian, so they're out for the count and they can't do anything. And that's why there's, like, everyone's just like, where'd the crystal go? Because it encased the queen, and then we don't know what to do because she's asleep and she can't wake up to use it, and it kind of encased her, and we don't know where it is. No, that's interesting. That's interesting because... Not only did they change that, they like went out of their way to go. If you read the manga, don't don't go thinking this is the crystal because it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and that's another thing, another weird part of the, you know, the the anime's kind of insistence that we talked about last week with uh, of having Sailor Moon not do anything for herself. Yeah. Like it's it's not even the the like her crystal that's that's trapped her in this and now it's the it's the other scouts who have done it because in the manga it's like what she's doing is uh i guess we'll see the scene later where chibiusa goes to look at the crystal and serenity comes running in she's like hey what are you doing and chibiusa runs away and usagi goes after her and that's how she goes outside of the castle to see that the explosion has happened and that the dark moon plan has showed up 
and she sees Damon, and in the manga, he's actually killing a child, which is really oh. dark. Oh my! Yeah, and Usagi's like reaction. She's just she screams "small lady" because she just sees a child being killed, and she thinks it might be small lady. So she's furious, and that's where the whole infatuation happens. Because Damon is just like looking at her, like, "Oh, you're really mad at me. That's super hot." And oh, then part, yeah. the explosion happens, and she gets encased in crystal, and all the scouts just kind of. Go unconscious, maybe dead. They don't really say. <laughs> I'm 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 looking for this. I've got my copies here. This is in volume five uh, of the the manga. What? Is this before or after Wicked Lady shows up? Oh, uh, let me see. Hold on, let me try and find it. Yeah, because he's just like he picks up a kid and it disintegrates in his hand. Jesus. Because <laughs> Naoko Takeuchi, like I said, she loves drawing like decaying bodies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, way back in the first oh, was, episode, we talked about how scary gonna, that, uh, that first monster is, and that's a design straight from Takeuchi. Yeah. I was going to let this go, but I've decided not to, because if I'm not going to nitpick it here, where am I going to nitpick it? <laughs> There's also the fact that they crystallize the queen, and when they show that moment, the queen is going like, ah! And, like, flailing and stuff. And then somehow... They've moved her into a lying down, peacefully, snow white, <laughs> sleeping beauty position inside the crystal still. How did that happen? Don't worry about it. Just crystal magic, bro. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, they don't have magic. crystal magic because they can't find the crystal, so FYI. Well, look, there's crystal magic inside the crystal. Uh, I'll tell you. That's not the crystal. He says specifically. They're like, is that the silver crystal? He's like, no. No, this, it's different. It's, it's a different it's, thing. You haven't heard of it. It's a crystal from Canada. In the deep, in the deep dub, actually, in the deep dub, he goes, "It's it's quartz." He <laughs> okay, says, sure, why not? We don't know where the silver crystal is. Also, I found the melting kid. It is in volume four. Oh, it's in volume four. Okay, yeah. no, no wonder I couldn't find it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Sailor Moon's like, "Well, I got a crystal. Uh, how about how about I try this out?" And so she uses her moon crystal power. Throw some throw some glitter and strobe lights in the room on the crystal. Why doesn't it work? Because uh, she doesn't believe in herself. Uh, Jordan? Yes, she does. D- not enough. You gotta believe in yourself more. Uh, okay. If there's a scene where she believes in herself more and does it, then I'll believe you. Otherwise, I'm gonna be mad. Because <laughs> I really want to know why it doesn't work. Because like everybody keeps going. The only thing they can get her out of there is a silver crystal. And they're like, well, we've got a silver crystal. Like, let's do yeah. this. The the silver crystal that that Chibiusa went back in time to get, yeah, is now here. But then Chibiusa, like Chibiusa's motivation here, is kind of all over the map. Sure, because like you you think for a long time that she's on a mission, right? Yes. She's like, yeah, I have to get the silver crystal and take it back. And when she talks to Pooh, Pooh is like, yeah, you know, you can't, you gotta get that silver crystal. That's what. That's the person that you have to blame here is irresponsible. Terrible Sailor Pluto. Because a child, like a simultaneous gasp. A child walks up to Sailor Pluto and goes, uh, here's what I'm doing. And Sailor Pluto's like, alright, I'm on board. This is a real mission. I'm serious. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Have fun. I will I will I will run this mission as your uh as your uh your your what do you ever call it? I forget what they call the person who handles the spy. The handler. Oh, there we go. Handler. <laughs> Got it. Word, Jordan. I'll be your handler. We'll get this done. Let's go. And it's like, no, she's just an idiot kid. Do you see the world is blowing up? <laughs> <laughs> Think about that, Caleb Pluto. 
Anytime Sailor Pluto is on the screen, just know that it's better in the manga. <laughs> She's one of my she's one of my favorite scouts, and I just I hate what the '90s anime does to her because I do nothing with her. <laughs> right, she's like you. I mean, you mentioned her having a personality in the. Um, she's in she's the a major part of the finale for R in the manga. She doesn't exist in the '90s anime, not until like S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sad. Uh, but then, like in the last episode. Uh, Prince Consort Endymion was like, uh, yeah, she probably went to the past because I told her all about Sailor Moon and how cool Sailor Moon was. Uh, and I made sure to specify that this happened in the early 90s. <laughs> yes. I, I made sure to specify, oh yeah, Sailor Moon, she was invincible, circa 1993. <laughs> well, either that or Sailor Pluto was just like, oh, this is a legit mission? All right, I'll do the intel for you. <laughs> I like how Sailor Pluto is now, in our heads, the head of the Moon Secret Service. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so then another dumbass thing happens. There's a couple of dumbass things that happened in this episode. And this, yeah. one, is, uh-huh. this one is squarely on the shoulders of Memorial. I know what scene you're talking about. <laughs> Chibi freaks out, runs out of the room. Everybody goes, oh, Chibi's running out of the room. He goes... Just let her go. It's all good. No problem. This is fine. Don't worry about she'll, it. Fine. She'll be she'll safe be as long as she stays in the castle. Yeah, why don't you make sure she stays in the castle? Because yeah, literally, they go, she'll be safe as long as she stays in the castle. Hard cut. She walks out of the castle. <laughs> like, dude, people came from the future to murder this baby. Keep her beside you. You're a terrible dad. So, yeah, she just walks straight out of the castle to a destroyed playground, sits on the one remaining swing. And is found by the bad guys one second later. Immediately. (laughs) And not even not even the lowly bad guys. She's found by the highest bad guy we have from this season so far. Yeah, it's wise man. Wise man shows up floating in front of her and goes, hey, cool. Good to see you. Now, have we talked about the fan theory that wise man is Jedi? What? (laughs) Yeah, the, the, the fan theory. Surely we've talked about this because I think someone someone emailed it to us, didn't they? If they did, you didn't uh, read me this email. Oh, I, maybe maybe I just read it and I didn't uh, forward it to you. The, there's a theory in in the same way that I have my theory that Rubius is Shingo, that wise man, since we never see him, and he just kind of you know sits under that the purple hood swirling that energy. The theory is that he's Jedi. That like what Jedi does when he like wakes up from eternal sleep, which would presumably happen. When Usagi wakes everybody up after the Ice Age. Uh, well, or, or again, or it happens when Queen Beryl dies. Or when Queen Beryl dies. But, like, I think, I think pinning it to when, like, if it happened when Queen Beryl died, then that's what R would be about. R, R would just be small businesses again. <laughs> Although maybe it is. Yeah. It kind of is it when you think about is. it. I, I like the idea that when Usagi wakes everybody up, she wakes up Jedi. Oh, so he's the Jedi, criminal? Well, yeah. Well, Jedi, Jedi's a wise man. No, no, so I'm, he's, saying, he's, I'm saying he's the criminal who rebels and then gets banished to uh, Nemesis. I thought the criminal was Demond. No, uh, no, I again. You're talking about the stuff from the manga where that was like centuries earlier. And in the manga, I think that criminal is Wise Man. But like when Wise Man's unveiled, it's just like a skeleton under there. Oh, okay. No, because in both. You know who has a skeleton? You know who has a skeleton, though? Jedi. <laughs> That's true. But remember, he's got bones in both versions. In in, in that version, it was centuries. And in this version, it was generations still because they say our ancestors did this. So it would mean that Jedi was the guy who led the rebellion, got kicked off to Nemesis and then fathered a 
platoon of people. Baby Jedites. Baby Jeds. Baby Jeds. And the Moon Kingdom is entirely all made up of his children. Or his children and his children's children, depending on how quickly he had generations of... How, how young he made his, his children reproduce. Uh, okay, I don't like that part of the theory. <laughs> no, but I, I, think it's, I think it's an interesting theory that, that helps to tie the black... Helps to tie R back into the first season. I, I like it. As someone who, like... The fan theories are hit or miss. I think we can all agree on that one. Uh, like, I heard, I, I, I heard I do a fan kind of, theory that Jupiter and Mercury were, like, in love. Oh, no, that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happens on the show, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, I've been paying attention to every time I pointed it out. <laughs> no, anyway, I like the idea that Wise Man is Jedi. Because, like, he's very mysterious, but we never really get a reveal. No. You know? Yeah. He just There's has, so, like, I, gross skin. Yeah, well, he's he's a thousand years old, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, and then you don't actually... I mean, I guess he's, like, two thousand years old. <laughs> Wise man shows up and he's like, hey, rabbit, what's up? Why don't you feel bad about yourself for a little while? <laughs> and so, and so uh, Chibiusa has a bunch of memories of being yelled at. Well, she, no, she has forced herself to forget this, right? Like later he says like she wiped her memory of this, right? Or something like that. He's, he's just... bringing memories that she has like purposefully forgotten to the surface of her mind. Yeah, I think she like repressed it or something. Yeah. And the memories are uh, of being yelled at. Which, again, felt really, which did feel really awkward to me, because she broke a vase, and then these people are going, you're not a proper lady, you gotta be a proper lady like your mother. And I'm like, Serena hired these people? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? This is the world Serena runs? Um, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So at any rate, having been yelled at for not being a proper lady, she breaks into the vault of the silver crystal or wherever it was. And she's like, I'm just going to borrow it to do stuff. I don't. Yeah. You know, lady stuff. Yeah. Like it'll make me Small lady stuff. <laughs> and then she touches it and then it disappears. She's like, Oh snap. <laughs> Sorry. Oh snap. Actual dialogue. <laughs> no, her actual dialogue is no, don't disappear. Which is even more ridiculous. And it is at that moment that crystal Tokyo gets nuked, like with a bunch of like, giant nuclear bombs. Well, yes, I shouldn't say giant. Like, They're actually relatively small nuclear bombs, but they are incredibly effective in that they completely destroy huge yeah, they, sections like, of city. Sections of Crystal Tokyo are vaporized Absolutely. at this point. Like, just spheres of Crystal Tokyo. Gone. Good sound effect. Thank you. So, uh, this is when, you know, we've talked about this before. This is when Usagi wanders out of the, of the castle and she's like, hey, Rainy, where you at? And then she, you know, she gets zapped by the other scouts. And then Endymion's working on that weird computer. (laughs) It's crazy. And presumably all of this happened because the silver crystal wasn't there. Like you take that, you you take that thing out for a second. (laughs) And it is, uh, it is, it is all bets are off. So like they were like constantly monitoring like silver crystal energy readings and are like, "It's, it's down, attack, 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 like that. I, I guess. Okay. It's kind of implied in the manga that like it's basically the source of the power for all of them, and it's why when you see King and Demian telling Chibiusa about Sailor Moon, it's because Usagi doesn't transform into Sailor Moon anymore because they have to use the Silver Millennium Crystal to keep the castle safe. So wait, wait. Is Neo Queen Serenity Usagi? 
like as as Usagi's Kino, like twenty two years old forever. Because I always assumed that Neo Queen Serenity was like Sailor she Moon. was Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's another thing that we, that happened last episode that got screwed up was that by dem- uh, demands creepiness is that he was looking at the Queen Sailor Moon and Usagi and all three being like, oh look, it's her, she's beautiful, that's the girl right there, and it's like, no, you can't tell that it's her. That's <laughs> clearly you can. No, but you can't. Her brother can't tell it's her. Her father can't tell it's her. How come this weirdo could tell it's her? They're not very perceptive. Uh, <laughs> so the only explanation, uh, my, my no prize explanation would be that because he has dark crystal power, it's and remember it, it, it negates. Maybe it's negating the, the what she looks like. And when she looks, when he looks at Sailor Moon, he sees Usagi. I mean, that works even less though, because there are there are people who are powered by evil crystal magic yeah. who have seen both Usagi and Sailor Moon and not been able to tell. That's true. No, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of starting to think this show might have a, a, like a couple things in it that don't make a lot of sense. Just one or two. Yeah, just a few. That's aggravating. Wise Man's like, yep, now don't you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> no, not enough yet? Well, imagine what everybody else would say if they knew this. Yeah, here's some imaginary Sailor Scouts pointing at you <laughs> and, and telling you, you you are terrible. And she, do, she doesn't pull a Mercury and, and go, well, you're right, I guess I'll try to be better. She uh, she just cries and cries and freaks out. Um, what she I'll tell you what she doesn't do. Uh, she doesn't have any moon memes pop out. No, that's true. That is true. She does not do the thing that she always does. <laughs> Which would have been really helpful right now when she's getting taken away by... Because I guess the problem is that, again, characters are being dumb and she's not realizing that this guy's a bad guy. Yeah. Even though he's yeah, sitting Even there. though he's a floating evil figure with a crystal ball under a hood. Uh, making her feel bad about herself. Right. He's like, man, uh, I'm, hey, I'm on your side. I think that they're all idiots for thinking you're a jerk, man. Hey, look. He's like, hey, hey, they're being like real dicks about this. <laughs> and Ichibius is like, yeah, yeah, they are. And he's like, yeah, you should make them uh, understand that they're being jerks. And she's like, oh, okay, I will. I'll go with you, creep. <laughs> yeah, this is another scene that kind of gets half-assed from the manga. But again, in the manga, the scene has to do with like, her reaction to something from Sailor Pluto. And again, they just she doesn't exist here, so they kind of just like filled it in with other stuff. And then uh, as soon as she takes her hand, the crystal is just like glowing, and uh, Esmeralda says, is the black, uh, is Maleficent black crystal trembling with the excitement of battle? It's very Kirby of them. <laughs> that, that could be from New Gods. <laughs> and so Saphir, this is where Saphir reveals even more once again he is not he is not down with the plan (laughs) he's like uh no it's not trembling with the excitement of battle it's probably gonna fucking blow up because it's a (laughs) a crazy crystal that we don't know shit about and we're pumping tons of energy into it this is a bad idea he's a a real can't you know (laughs) i feel like he's that friend when you're all trying to decide where you want to go to eat he just keeps saying he doesn't want to eat there but doesn't give new places to go uh in in our movie of in our movie of sailor moon uh r uh sophia can be played by billy (laughs) (laughs) that's good casting that's really good casting (laughs) so then uh demand holograms himself over them and is like is it ready yet and esmeralda's like Hey, you shouldn't use it. I'll do it. I, you, you can remember when I was doing things. You could have me do it, and then he just goes click. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
not interested. There's a lot Thanks of a lot of uh, a lot of villains with unrequited love in Sailor Moon. I love that. <laughs> I love that that is such a recurring theme. Uh, Big Brother is letting his emotions get the better of him. If he hadn't fallen in love with Neo Queen Serenity, he would have killed Sailor Moon by now and been done with it. Look, fair, fair assessment. Yeah, fair assessment. Sophia I think. is making the most logic out of everyone in the show so far. He's just really mad. Is, like. Saphir doesn't even seem like he wants to do this. He doesn't. He does not care. Like, he is not... He is so checked out of the whole, like, yeah, we're gonna return war and mortality and, and death will reign. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, he like, is the one who said the thing... Do it right? Yeah, he is the one who said the thing about avenging his ancestors. So he cares on some level, but he just thinks every single way that they're going about it is dumb. Well, he's right. Yeah. He is correct. Yeah. So then Saphir does her delusional speech. I mean, Esmeralda becomes delusional. And she goes, oh, well, if Wise Man thinks he's going to use us, well, then I'll use him. And that'll, then I'll be the queen. <laughs> perfect sense. It all makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, she thinks she's a master manipulator all of a sudden. And she's, uh, she's wrong. Wise man is like, yeah, you know, I, I heard maybe you could be queen. Oh, yeah. This is where I wrote down psychics are frauds. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> because he does. He goes, she comes up and she goes, I have an idea. Uh, I'll kick ass and we don't have to keep Queen Serenity around. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm getting something. I'm getting something in the crystal ball. Look, it's you. And he makes a little picture of her as a queen appear. This whole thing yeah. is so convoluted, though. It's super convoluted. Because then he goes, she's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm into it. Let's do this. He's like, great, here's a dress for you. Ah, oh, this is the best dress in the world. Psych, I filled it with knockout gas. <laughs> Your dress is full of gas. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Kept it all in the big shoulder blades. Yeah, yeah. He gives her this this big glam dress, and then it starts spewing gas. I dig it though. That dress is awesome. I think she, someone should cosplay as her, but also you have to make sure that you have like a smoke bomb in your dress that you can set off. <laughs> it's insane. How about we don't introduce smoke bombs into conventions? <laughs> we don't. We don't advocate that. I was kidding. I was kidding. Yes, don't do that. That's a bad idea. You will get, you will get, uh, security will, uh, will not like you. <laughs> so yes, this, the, the dress knocks out Esmeralda. Her gas dress knocks her out. And instead she gets enveloped by this gas. We've in there, right? <laughs> A real knockout uh, dress. And the gas. Ooh, <laughs> the, gas <ooh>. <laughs> the gas surrounds her and then it starts growing. What could that mean? Why is it getting bigger? What's going on? Big question. I only buy dresses that will transform me into a dragon. <laughs> what? Spoiler! <laughs> I mean, look, that's a that's a solid policy yeah. to have. Like, if, if, if that is an option, I suggest taking it every time it is offered. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happens. She gets turned into a dragon. Also, it changes the color of her hair, which I was like, why wouldn't you give that dragon green hair? Like, that's her most notable feature, green that, hair. That's the question you have about this episode. Yep. <laughs> that's the one place it breaks well, down. Why does the, the dragon have green hair? Good, good question. Excellent question. So, so dragon 
starts flying over the, the kingdom. Oh, and by the way, it flies over this like awesome little palace, which I was like, where's that? Yeah, I don't think that's the I don't think that's the palace we've been looking at this whole time. <laughs> nope. That's like just a house. That's the summer palace. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Also in Tokyo. Yeah. So I don't want to uh, go too far for vacation. Back on the giant computer, uh, they spot the giant dragon, and Ghost and Demon is like touching all those crystals as though they mean something. And then he goes, check this out, you know, guys. Wait, 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 before you <laughs> wait, before you attack the dragon, check this out. Uh, wireframe of the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> check out its uh, check out its glowing uh, red House of the Dead style weak point. Just maybe maybe go for that. Is that the secret of that computer? It's just a PS One hooked up to a really big screen. <laughs> you know we're all we're all making fun of this, the the crystal interface, but you know like if Apple introduced it on the next iPhone, we'd be all for it. We'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't know why we ever used buttons. <laughs> we could just grab a crystal. <laughs> Just grab a crystal. David would have it immediately. <laughs> so what this computer analysis of a dragon has determined, says mm-hmm. King and Demon, mm-hmm. is this is not just a normal dragon. It's, right? It's being generated by the energy of a human mind. Right, of course. Or it makes perfect sense. Even, follows every bit of logic. Even weirder, and I, I see, I know why they did it. I, I, at least I think I do. In the Deke dub, they keep saying, a human-like mind. <laughs> Well, yeah, because they're because they're not they're not human people, and so they can easily be turned to dust. Exactly. Yeah, uh, everybody's immortal in Sailor Moon times, uh, except the people Sailor Moon wants to kill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the computer analyzes the dragon and goes, "That's a human mind dragon." Humanish. <laughs> Sounds good. And uh, and and Yusagi freaks out. What sort of human mind would create a monster like that? <laughs> oh, you know, animators. Usually. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and I gotta say, like, yeah, it's a dragon and it's big, and, and that's that's all well and good. But I mean, let's think about all the monsters Usagi has fought in her time. Oh, I don't like, think is ever... this really going to be the one where she's like, "What is that?" She's never fought anything that big before, not including Queen Barrel. Maybe she's just mm. really confused that it's not like some sexy inanimate object in the shape of a person. <laughs> Yeah. See, there we go. That is a that is a satisfying uh, answer. We also get to cut to the bowels of the castle to see as the dragon attacks. Please don't say bowels. Uh, there you go. The dungeons? No. There we go. Bottom of the castle? Where mm. the anus of the castle. No. <laughs> no. Um, Why? We get to see the four sailor scouts... Uh, powering the force field still. So it is confirmed they are currently there, right then and there. Yeah, just getting their life drained by the good guys this time. Really busy. The they gotta guys. power the force field, bro. Come on. I know, it's just effed up. Again, it's just effed up. That's what that's what the entire first season was. People trying to use other people as batteries. And they fought that shit. <laughs> and now they're giving in. They're just as bad as the people they stopped. Yeah, it really makes you think. <laughs> okay. They're standing outside being scared of a dragon. So Venus goes, I got this. And she, love me chain, slices its belly open. <laughs> it's it's pretty raw. <laughs> like, there's no blood, but it's a giant gash across its belly. Fortunately for Esmeralda Dragon, it goes and seals back up. Deadpool what does it do? Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yep. Just wanted to make sure I had that right. I Cats that are watching on the white 
Yeah, they didn't put that in. I wonder why. The cats are watching on the wide widescreen, and they and they're like, "Oh, that didn't work. Oh, it did something. Keep doing it. Keep attacking." They just keep doing the things that you always do. I'm sure it'll work. Don't change anything about what you're doing. Everything's fine. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, div- okay. When they ran outside to fight the dragon, they said to mm-hmm. Prince, to King, de- de- <laughs> King and Demian, King and Demian, you're a stupid hologram ghost. You can't help. But just go watch the child. Exact words, I believe. <laughs> just go watch the child that I dismissed earlier. And didn't think mattered. Go watch she's her. Probably fine. Yeah, she's so probably I'm sure fine. But it's just, just fine. Go look. And so he check. <laughs> Do a favor and check and make sure. Go so make sure he, your child's alive. He walks around and is like, "There's, she's not, she's not here. Damn it, I fucked up." <laughs> also, actual dialogue. <laughs> uh, and then they try all of their attacks, and guess what? None of them work. Including Shine Aqua Illusion. Well, you know what they don't do is Mercury Bubbles. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything. It would devastate It would not everything. have helped. It would usher in a, a third Ice Age. What was, the, what was the double one? It was like Mercury... Double Bubble Spray Freezing. And, no, and then it went again. It was like... No, Double Bubble Spray Freezing was the Oh, you're right. No, Double one. Bubble Spray Freezing. You're right. I forgot. That would work, yes. though, because Dragon is weak to ice. Yeah, see? Shannon knows what's up. No, but it didn't. She froze its tail... And it just shook it off. It, Taylor Swift it style shook it off. <laughs> There's no type advantage here? That's no, no. Because it's really a, a, a mind dragon. <laughs> a human-like mind dragon. <laughs> yes, exactly. So none of those attacks will work. Oh, and the best part being when uh, Jupiter zaps it and Usagi thinks that They've defeated it because yeah, there's a there's a really great yeah. like a really great shot of uh, Usagi standing uh, with her back to the to, to the viewer, and the dragon emerges from the fog, and she just gets a big question mark, mm-hmm. like she's in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good sound effects on this episode of Sailor Business, everybody. So again, Hope you're all enjoying them. Again, this part is dumb, but it's what happens. Tux Mask is like, just remember what they said though. It's really a human mind. Okay, thanks. Like, I, like, well, it depends which version you're watching. Depends which version you're watching. But um, so here's what I think should happen next. <laughs> when he goes, remember, it's a, from a human mind. They should be like, let's like make fun of it, or like let's like <laughs> prey on its human weaknesses. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your hair you looks terrible to... now. You know things like that. You want that. them to bully this dragon? <laughs> But instead, remembering that it has a human mind means I'm going to hit it in the crown with a rose and then zap it and then you zap it with your thing that you always zap it with. What did that have to do with the human mind? Well, to be fair, I do think that would hurt a human mind if you threw a rose into someone's head and zapped them. Yeah. We get a great scene where Usagi is getting ready to deliver a halation and she says, I'm counting on you, Moonrod. <laughs> It's always great when someone will speak to an inanimate object at a moment of uh, of intense pressure. If only it talked back. <laughs> Can't do, Serena! <laughs> oh, God. They zap the dragon. It turns into a very large quantity of moon dust. And then we get this weird stuff where I had to write down, is she dead? Because we see Esmeralda again, and then all of a sudden we see her falling and screaming. And it's like, that's not a thing that's ever happened before. What the f- Is that metaphoric? What's happening? 
And then it very quickly cuts to Artemis being super excited they murdered that woman. <laughs> I mean, sure. Who isn't? So that is, is this is this the end of Esmeralda? Have we seen have we seen the last of one of my favorite villains? I mean, I think so, right? Yeah. That's her death. Yeah. Yeah. It's just played weird. Yeah. You no, know, it's played super weird. I, I guess maybe we'll save this for for final thoughts. But yeah, that's the, that's the end of Esmeralda, who I really really like. Yeah. Who again does not do as much as she did in my memory. <laughs> Uh, but I like I knew she had to I knew she had to go to pave the way for Wicked Lady, who in a lot of ways is kind of Esmeralda 2.0. Yeah, she's a hell yes marauder. <laughs> oh, then Endymion shows up to the cats and is like, oh, he's like, hey guys, I lost the kid. God damn it! You gave me one job. I couldn't. Even. Hey, um, uh, everything's fine. I don't want anybody to freak out. Um, I did lose Chibiusa. <laughs> I did lose my child. So that's going to be an issue that I think we're going to have to deal with. Uh, how did your thing go? <laughs> then we cut to the button scene, which I wrote down as all villains are assholes. Because <laughs> it's literally just a scene of the wise man being like, Esmeralda's dead. I don't give a fuck. Guess what? I'm going <laughs> to I'm hoping they're all going to die because I only give a shit about this guy. The end. And which is, I mean, I guess, I guess the question, like the thing is, I wish that all evil people were that bad in real life because that is always their downfall in cartoons like this. Because all they have to do is go, no, no, guys, let's actually like work together. Let's actually be on the same side, and they would be like, oh, okay, now we're like way harder to beat. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think the key here is that uh, wise man says that the victory of the Black Moon Clan is not his goal. Yeah. So he has he has schemes and machinations in play. Like starting a small business? Like starting a small business. <laughs> Look, he's freed up so much real estate <laughs> in Crystal Tokyo. That's true. He's going to buy it so cheap. <laughs> so many Bob Floyds. <laughs> oh, Bob. You know, Bob Floyd is an anagram for Jedi. Oh, shit. <laughs> Does everything in Sailor Moon point to Jedi for you? Bob Floyd has the same number of letters as Jedi, so it probably works if you if you manipulate it enough. Oh my god, is this one of those I am Lord Voldemort where you just rearrange the letters <laughs> and it spells Jedi? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. 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 yep, yep. You have to it, yeah, so you have to know about thing. Bob Floyd. Bob Floyd is an is an abbreviation for Jabob Floydite. <laughs> well, I was gonna say if you like if you the full name of the business is like Bob Floyd's many flavors of fine ice cream, like all sold here. And it's like, if you rearrange it, it's like, this is Jedi's evil plan or something. You managed to have zero J's. Yeah, I didn't work, work very hard. hard. I didn't work very hard. No, uh, you did not. Ice cream Speaking and juice. Of people who didn't uh, work very hard on things, Jordan, do we have a Sailor Moon says for this episode? We do. We absolutely do. My friends and I fight a lot, especially Ray and me, but they sure came through for me today. Wow. That's what friendship is all about, being there for each other. Being a good friend means forgiving and trying to help your pal, even when you know they're wrong. It means listening to their problems, just as they listen to yours. It means encouraging them to be better than even they themselves know they can be. Don't take your friends for granted. They're a treasure you don't want to lose. Sailor Moon says... That is the most generic Sailor Moon lesson, right? Yes. Caring about your friends is important, so make sure you don't keep track of a five-year-old and just let it run around where people want it dead. <laughs> Shannon, you jumped the gun. You stole my, you stole my Sailor business, says. 
Uh, well, that's the show where we talk about what we learned. Uh, Shannon, we'll start with you. This is Sailor Businesses. What did you learn from this week's episode? Uh, I learned if you're going to get a rockin' new dress, make sure it turns you into a dragon. Yeah. Well, obviously, I learned that psychics are frauds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I also learned how uh, ghosts can operate computers. It's pretty exciting in the future. <laughs> I'm glad that's what you learned from this episode. That's <laughs> no, great. That's in the fantastic. future, we're going to have crystal computers that ghosts can, uh, can interface with. It's great. I like that that just follows. You're like, I don't believe in psychics, but I believe a ghost can operate a computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon. Uh, I learned that it's like as long as there's a single swing left standing after a <laughs> nega moon bomb vaporizes everything else, it's still a playground, <laughs> still counts. and it can still be enjoyed by children of all ages. Uh, so yeah, final thoughts on the episode. Like I, I like this one better than last week's because this one this one moves the plot forward. I, I, I think a little more. There's not quite as much like just exposition going on, even though we we start getting that with Chibiusa. Uh, but it's all gonna be worth it next week. It's all gonna be worth it. Next week's a good one. Next, oh, next week's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, what did you think of this one? You said you you looked up uh, how Esmeralda died in the manga. Oh yeah, uh, Tuxedo Mask kills her. Oh, okay, cool. How cool, 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 cool. Uh, well, okay, so in the manga, Tuxedo Mask actually does have superpowers, and he uses his Tuxedo Love Smoking Bomber, thanks to King Endymion, and just, she explodes. So she doesn't even turn into a dragon with a new dress? Nope. Well, she does have really cool monster arms, though, and almost strangles Usagi to death. Well, there you go. So that's almost like becoming a dragon. <laughs> Uh, in in some ways it is in some ways it is not at all like that the big thing in this episode i think is esmeralda goes uh which which is a shame she does not get a resolution to her plot yeah uh she does not really get a resolution to her being in love with prince demand or or any of that really she just sort of turns into a dragon and dies and and then that is kind of the reveal that wise man is manipulating them for his own goals seems like it's jealousy's just reward if you ask me <laughs> oh boy oh brother okay good call good call deke producers you got me on that one so uh, you're, you're jealous of things you turn into a dragon and die i'll remember that I mean, that's, I have seen that happen in multiple stories. <laughs> but yeah, like, Esmeralda is uh, great. The, the one big, big bright spot in all of R, I think. Like, wh- whether the we're in episodes that I like or episodes that I'm not super sold on, uh, I really love the villains. I love the Spectre Sisters. I think Rubius is great. Uh, and Esmeralda is so fun and so ridiculous. And I love her interactions with the Scouts. So good goodbye, Esmeralda. Uh, we've come to the end of her road. Yeah, I am sad to see her go. I always liked her a lot when I was a kid. She was my favorite of the Dark Moon Clan. It still is. Yeah. So so hell no <laughs> to Esmeralda dying as a dragon. Other than that, like, how many villains are we gonna have in this season? <laughs> how many so times much- is it gonna be revealed that no no no, this isn't the bad guy, this is the bad guy? Well we started with two. Do we start with Alan and Anne? Oh yeah, I always forget they exist. Do we? We started with Alan and Anne, and then it was revealed that the Doom Tree was the bad guy. Then the Doom Tree wasn't the bad guy, and then the Spectre Sisters 
were the bad guys, and then Rubius was the bad guy, and then they weren't the bad guy anymore. Then it was Esmeralda and Demond, <laughs> and now it's Wise Man. If you throw Saphir in, that's 12 big villains. Yes, 12. That's, that's quite an upgrade from five. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have more than five? No, we didn't really, right? Like, it was just the four, the, the four and then Queen. No, well, also... Uh, well, there was oh. Queen Metallia, who was a non-factor. Yeah. Right, there's Queen Metallia, there's also... Evil Endymion, and there's also Black uh, Dark Lady. Whew, so many villains. So thirteen in the, in season two, and and uh, and seven in season one. So that's still a big upgrade. Yeah. yeah. But that does it, I think. Uh, Shannon, any more thoughts on uh, on Wise Man's Evil Hand? Chibiusa disappears. No, not really. <laughs> it's kind of exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like you said, probably better than last episode. Definitely better than two episodes ago. I, I mean, I just I really want them to get back to the present. Yeah. It's not like a terrible episode. It's just a lot of, why are we doing this? Yeah. And the thing is, here's the thing. We only have five more episodes in R. So much is going to happen <laughs> in those five episodes. It is, it's all out from here on in. Uh, no Monster of the Week stuff, just plot. And like, I mean, just so you know, two episodes from now, we're going to be watching Severe Dies, Wise Man's Trap. I so, what happens in like, that episode. Yeah. Thing, things are things are uh, are 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 going ahead, <laughs> but that also means we're five episodes from where I uh, where I have stopped watching. So we will be getting into all new stuff for me when we get to us. That's exciting. Oh, I'm so excited for us! Like I'm not big on the monster of the week parts because again, I like the manga, so I like all the plotty stuff. But S has the best monsters of the week because they're all sexy monsters, and it's great. Uh, I don't know. We've had we've had a lot of sexy inanimate objects yeah. in the show so far. Maybe just because this time they're created by someone's just some dude down in a basement, and then it's just way more obvious when he's just like, "Hey, that elephant vacuum, turn it into a sexy lady." Please tell me nothing else because <laughs> I am already excited. <laughs> Well, Shannon, thank you for joining us for these past two episodes. It's always super fun to talk to you. And uh, you have done so much for the show in terms of just drawing things for us, providing providing art, spreading the word about the show. We really, really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, and and like I said, I said this on last week's episode, I'm I'm so glad that you are one of the people that uh, I have become friends with over the course of the show so thank you for joining us are you trying to get me worked up again do you want two episodes in a row where my voice cracks i i yes <laughs> i i don't feel like we I, we didn't get you to cry last time and so shannon i just want to talk to you about how important you are to me oh god <laughs> and like i really believe in you <sighs> That's all true, though. That's all true. But before we let you go, uh, can you please tell everyone where they can find you online? I'm at Shannon Maynard on Twitter and on Tumblr. I am shannonmaynardart.tumblr.com. Excellent. I am on Twitter at Crackshot, except instead of an O, it's a zero. Uh, Jake Mason, who is our producer, he's on Twitter as well. His Twitter is at JJ underscore Mason. And you can check out his other podcast, the Morphin Grid, about Power Rangers. Hey everybody, Jake here. I just wanted to cut in uh, and say that I thought that today was my one-year anniversary of being the producer of Sailor Moon. It's not. That's next week. Good thing I checked or else that would have been embarrassing. But my first episode was Shannon's second episode. And this is her second, second episode. So, 
I feel like this is probably a good time for some shameless self-promotion, right? Because it pertains to Shannon, too. So number one, in addition to the Boyfriend Grid, I host a podcast called Pokemon World Tour, where me and my friend Josh go around the world of Pokemon. It's very fun. The side project to that is a show called Pokemon World Tour United, which is a Pokemon role-playing game. Uh, actual play, live play, whatever you want to call it, where we are in the world of Pokemon. It's very fun. And Shannon is a guest star on that. And how this pertains to Sailor Moon is that you did not hear it in this episode, but in two weeks, so not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday afterwards, episode 9 of Pokemon World Tour United will be going up. That is the exclusive world premiere of Shannon's Hell Yes Maraud laugh. You definitely need to hear it. I'm very sorry that she didn't do it here, but you definitely, definitely should go check that out. And uh, again, thank you guys for having me for a year. It's been great. And everyone is super nice. Sailor business fans are super nice. So that's real cool. You got a real cool podcast here. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Chris and Jordan. It ain't everybody that will. Uh, I'm on Twitter as the ISB. I'm also on Tumblr as the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. And you can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business, where you can follow us and ask us questions that we read on the show or answer you on Twitter. Talk to us, talk about everything that you have to say about Sailor Moon. You can also email the show if you have something a little longer than a tweet at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that about does it. Oh, make sure to read uh, X-Men 92. I am one of the co-writers on that. And Jordan is the editor uh, out from Marvel Comics and available on Comixology or at your local comic book store. Thank you for listening. We will be back in a week for episode 85, The Dark Queen, Birth of Black Lady, uh, which is very exciting. I cannot wait to get to that. Be here for it. And until then, keep your mind on Sarah Business. Watch this. Looks can be deceiving. This creature isn't what it seems. The external being's merely a facade. Once we look deeper inside the shell, we can see what we're really up against. And in this case, it seems to be the energy of a human-like mind. Human-like mind? I wonder who has such a hideous mind to create such a horrible monster like that. What? <laughs>